And we are rocking and rolling. Welcome to Sunday morning. We are uh, at the end of August uh, in Oklahoma. It has uh, been an interesting year, has it not? It's, and, I mean, we're almost out of summer. Um, I mean, you think about it, summer's done in September. Te- technically, I mean, I think the first day of fall is uh, September 22nd, actually. So, uh, yeah, we're almost into fall. I really wonder what our weather is going to do to cooperate about that because <laughs> I'm not seeing it happen just yet. But uh, we haven't had much of a summer for Oklahoma, honestly. Uh, grass is still green, still needs mowed. Um, doesn't make any sense for this time of August. Everything ought to be burned up, but it's um, it has warmed up now. So, um, man, just getting things started this morning. Let's let's be praying for folks in New Orleans. Uh, there along the 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 uh, Louisiana coast. That is going to be an interesting day. Uh, into tonight and and even even beyond. I mean, as this uh, Hurricane Ida makes landfall uh, sometime this afternoon or or late uh, this evening, somewhere in there. I don't know the actual time frame right now. It is looking like it is strengthening. Um, it could be it could be pretty rough. They're they're talking about you know some monsoon rains and uh, lots of damage, lots of flooding. So so being mindful of that. Keep in mind that be praying over the folks in Louisiana, especially New Orleans and that surrounding area that will be impacted the most by this eye wall coming in. Um, and then, and then for the rest of you know this nation as we, uh, continue. And that, that's kind of what I want to talk about today. This is, I just titled this random thoughts. Um, but I have a lot, I have a lot of material stacked up. I've got stuff. God just keeps pouring in, keeps pouring in. And, and it seems like I can't pour it out fast enough. So I have to just sit on some of these things and, and and then, you know, I went to bed last night thinking I really had no idea what I was going to do today. Um, had not settled on a particular message, had not settled on anything. Um, and and I, I, like I said, I've got a whole stack right here. There's there's three or four sermons sitting there. And, uh, you know, as I woke up this morning and, and I continue, I, this is odd for me. Um, I mean, lately I have been dreaming a lot of um godly things which which is cool i mean i love that I, I love the fact that he's pouring into me through my dreams through through the night my mind is i guess consumed with his work right now and um which is fun i mean i, I enjoy that I, I, a lot of my poetry has come out of these things and, and and things like that but a lot of the messages have come out of, of just exactly that there's a particular worship song that has just been stuck on repeat in my head um Maybe it's because of the time we're in. Maybe it's because of where we are in this in this chaotic world. But it, it's um, uh, I can't think of the title of it now, like a dummy. Um, but it, the 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 gist of it is, God, we want to see you. And the and the little um, chorus or, or clip in there is, show us your glory, show us your power, and that little phrasing that little little slip of phrase show us your glory and show us your power has been stuck on repeat in my head um, I, I think about it all through the night I, I wake up dreaming about it I wake up thinking about it and, and so it's it's impactful I've written a lot about it I've put a lot of it on Facebook I've thrown that song up on Facebook before um, because it is such a unique thing and especially I believe for where we are today God we need you to show us your power we need you to show us your glory in this dark time. And so with that today, I, I just titled this Random Thoughts. Um, I, I have some thoughts I'm, I want to share that's just been kind of bambling around in my mind. 
I thought I'm just going to rattle them out and, and let y'all process them and, and, and see. Rhonda and I recently watched a movie. Um, very interesting movie, by the way. Um, probably not a kid flick, but, but definitely a, an interesting movie. And it was actually titled The Tomorrow War. Some of you may have seen it. Maybe, maybe you're familiar with it, but it's called The Tomorrow War. Very interesting, um, very interesting setting. Yeah, you know, it, it it's a the guy is a veteran. That the kind of the key element of this movie is a veteran. Um, he's been in battle. He's he's come home. Has a family, a young daughter and a, and, a, and a wife. And and this war that's going on is actually being fought in the future. They come and recruit him. Basically, they they didn't recruit him. They came and uh, drafted him into this this war that's being fought in the future. So it's it, again, it has a very interesting timeline, and he and he gets this thing put on his arm, and and they go through this portal, and it pours them out in a, in a particular time frame in the future, <clears throat> and they are fighting. They're fighting something that's not human, okay? They're they're fighting an an alien force, I guess, if you will. So they're fighting something that is not human. Um. The um. Phone keeps chiming away here. Um, the 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 thought of this was intriguing because what was happening is that the reason they were drafting them, they're being they can't beat this enemy. They're they're being defeated. They're losing this war, and before long, humanity will not exist. So everything being fought in the future obviously is going to have a role played in the past. If the future disappears, if the world disappears in the future, then it is going to wipe out the past. So it's an interesting thought, okay? While he's there, um, and, I, and I won't play it all out. I think you should watch it. Uh, I won't play it all out for you. But um, while he's there, they discover an idea that they believe could defeat this enemy. They're going to have to go to its source. They're going to have to go to where this thing's coming from, where it originated from. Okay, but to do so, he's got to take the idea and the mindset back with him to the past and in the past, find where this began and destroy it right there so that it never even happens in the future. You see, it's it's an intriguing it's an intriguing set. I I can tell you it's a great movie, but I got to thinking about that and I thought, how cool because you know biblically we've been given we've been given the 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 view of the future okay through prophetic vision through prophetic word in the bible we see tomorrow war we see the war that's coming we know what that war is going to be we also know how that war is going to end so we've got to take that 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 lesson of the end and we've got to bring it back here to where we live currently today. And we've got to get to an understanding that could actually change the future, right? So could you imagine if you were to take your biblical knowledge? And, and I'm, not a, I'm not a scholar. haven't been to school for this stuff, nothing. But can I, if, if I were to take what I know to be truth, I've, I've been taught it all my life. I know what it is. I know what it means. So if I were to take what I know to be truth 
and I were to share it with everybody I come in contact with in my life, now then times that by however many people are in the world, okay, if the if the believers, if the followers of Jesus Christ were to take their knowledge of the future, their, their knowledge of how to win this war, and share it with those here current, what kind of an effect would it have on tomorrow's war? Pretty interesting thought, isn't it? It, it makes me excited. It, it gets me excited. I, I say this all the time about, you know, we're living in a time of absolute chaos. We're living in this traumatic, if you will, trauma time. We're, we're being affected by trauma on a daily basis. Um, trauma is, is part of my forte of training. I have been through a lot of training on crisis intervention and how do we deal with trauma and, 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 you know, from suicide intervention and prevention and, and awareness and, you know, group crisis intervention in the event of a big impact. If, you know, so there, I've been through all of these trainings. I've, I work with Reboot, the, the Reboot Recovery Company or, or business. And, and they're, they're, the model that they promote is, is helping uh, our veterans deal with trauma, uh, helping society deal with trauma. They've written curriculum after curriculum after curriculum to help our first responders, help our military combat veterans, help our, our society who, who is bombarded right now with trauma and to help them through that, help them find a healing. You see, the one thing that's, that's interesting I found through, through Reboot especially Let's look at it from the military perspective. The VA, the, the, the Veterans Administration, the Veterans Hospital, if you will, where they go for their medical treatment as a veteran, um, is terrible, by the way. Um, but but where, where they go, the VA says, we recognize the physical scars of battle. We see the wounds left from battle. We, we see the emotional scars of battle. Um, obviously, the, the family scar, you know, as the family is torn. But, he's, but what, what's interesting is they are now beginning to see that there is a spiritual wound. There's a soul wound, if you will. So they recognize these physical battles and, and the wounds. They recognize the emotional wound. Um, but now they're actually beginning to see that there is a, a soul wound. And they're opening up to allowing... The, the gospel of Christ to be poured in to help heal that soul wound. And Reboot Recovery does just just exactly that. Yeah, you know, It seems like lately I have been on a kick for advertising for Reboot Recovery, but they're an incredible organization, an incredible ministry, incredible tools. Uh, man, if, if you're involved with the church and maybe you have some veterans or maybe you know there's veterans in your community, you can actually get involved with a Reboot Combat Recovery course or even a first responder course. Maybe you've got some firefighters or some law enforcement some ambulance crew, uh, 911 operators, whatever it may be in our emergency response today, um, maybe you've got those in your community who, who are suffering, who've had a big event, who, who have gone through things. Maybe they'll go to church with you and get your church involved. Reboot Combat Recovery or RebootRecovery.com. You can find all kinds of resources for trauma training. You can find the, the Reboot Recovery course for combat vets. You can find a Reboot Recovery course for first responders. It's a 12-week course. It's a, it's a, a about two hours a week is the is the prime setting, um, for for twelve weeks in a row, you know pick a time and 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 lead this course get get quality leaders 
spiritual leaders, maybe incorporate a couple of your veterans or a couple of your law enforcement guys who are strong in their faith to lead, invite the community, bring these guys and their families in and, 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 and walk with them through 12 weeks of trauma healing. There, there's other trauma courses available for just society, for people within our churches. There's been a lot of trauma over these last, what, 17, 18 months, almost two years now, guys, that we've dealt with this COVID whatever. Um, and, yes, I understand it's a sickness. I, I, I definitely understand that. I, nah, we won't go there. Anyway, it's, it's traumatized our nation. It's traumatized our people. It still is. There are a lot of people who live in fear today. There are a lot of people who have sorrow today. There are a lot of people who have loss that they've dealt with through all of this. And and, and, it, and then through all of that, trauma comes from it. Trauma is a, is a real animal. You know, I've shared a lot with you guys over you know my history, my story. You know, when I was 13 years old, I watched my father pass away of a heart attack right in front of my face on a basketball court. Him and I were playing basketball together. He died of a massive heart attack, one and done gone right there in front of my face. I was 13 years old. It's a traumatic event. And trauma, when we have a traumatic event, it creates um, it creates a memory, a video, if you will. I can actually, at any given time I choose to, I can replay that in my mind moment for moment. I can see it all play out. I can hear the sound of my father hitting the floor. I had my back turned when he fell. I can hear the thump when he hit the floor. You, you can't tell me that doesn't traumatize me as a 13-year-old boy. I, I funneled all of my trauma into anger. I, I got extremely angry, extremely bitter. I was mad at God for years. Uh, I, I didn't understand a lot of things. I still don't understand them. <laughs> but I've learned to, to utilize what he's given me on, on this path and this journey that he's put me on so now I can help others with my trauma. So that's the that's the whole key element. The enemy meant it to destroy me, but God will take that that traumatic event in, in even a 13-year-old boy's mind, and he will move it to a place where he can use it for his good and his glory. So he helps me help others because of my story. Man, you may have been traumatized in your life. Maybe you deal with a lot of things. We label this today, and, and, and I... I'll be careful here because um, I don't, I don't want to hurt your feelings. I don't, I don't want to make you feel bad. But but we use a term and we throw it around very casually today called PTSD. Um, our military veterans are coming home from combat. Um, for those of us who've never been there, I don't think we can ever in our minds fully understand what these boys and girls have been through. Um, they're our friends. They're our family. Uh, there are acquaintances. Maybe they're just people we meet in passing who are veterans. I, I take a, a, a pride in when I see an elderly gentleman wearing that Vietnam hat, you know, says I'm a veteran. I make sure and tell him thank you for your service. I've bought many of their lunches when I've seen them at a diner. Um, not for my good, not for my glory. I just want to show them how much I appreciate them. You know, there, there's something about showing affection and showing appreciation for what someone has done for us. You know, they, these, these guys have freely gone and fought for our freedoms that we have today. And in doing so, they have a soul wound. Many have physical wounds. Many have emotional wounds. 
many have psychological wounds that that they'll live with from now on. Matter of fact, a lot of them don't live with them. They take their own life because they can't find any value in what they have inside them. Listen, this is a battle. This is a war. You know, this is that tomorrow war, just like that movie we talked about. And we've got to fight that thing now. We've got to take the knowledge of what tomorrow brings and put it to play today because we know the answer. We know the peace that can come from, from, from the surrender that it takes to follow Christ. We share this in the, in the veterans ministries that I'm a part of. Peterson Outdoor Ministries in, in, uh, around the Joplin, Missouri area, we, we have a, an incredible ministry. I'm on their board. I serve as the board chaplain. Uh, I serve as the prayer team coordinator for Peterson Outdoor Ministries. I, I volunteer as much time as I can. I'm in Oklahoma. They're in Missouri. So, I, unfortunately, um, I don't get to serve as much as I'd like. I get invited to go and speak all the time because of who I am as, as the chaplain setting. So I speak at a lot of our events. We have an incredible team of volunteers who bust their tail to see that these events come off without a hitch. We've got a great leadership. We've got incredible things. And we deal with PTSD on a standard, everyday basis. Um, many of us within that realm get, get phone calls, get messages constantly because of guys who are struggling with life. It's a challenge out there. Don't mislabel it. Understand what, what there's, there's a difference between PTSD and PTS. PTSD is post-traumatic stress disorder. It means that you've got such something wrong psychologically, emotionally, that's broken, and, and, it, and it's constantly affecting you every moment of your life. It's a fight. PTS is post-traumatic stress. Many, 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 many of us deal with post-traumatic stress. It can come from anywhere. It can come from a bad day. It can come from anything. But again, it's a soul wound. Something has disrupted our peace inside. The only way to find healing for that soul wound, whether it be PTS or PTSD, I believe is through a relationship with Christ. He is the only one who can fix that in us. And fix it might be an elaborate word, because with me, he never fixed it inside of me. He's just simply turned it so that I can use it to help others. I still have that post-traumatic stress. I don't have a disorder because it doesn't capture me. It doesn't hold me. I'm not captivated or captive by that thought. But it definitely is PTS, post-traumatic stress. And it is something that will always be with me. I'll always have it. But I've learned how to control it, how to live with it, how to move with it, and how to use it to minister to others. And that's what I'm asking you to do today. Many of us have post-traumatic stress. And, and many of you watching me today may be very much labeled PTSD. You've, you've got, you've got a, a damaged uh, psychic, psyche going on inside your mind, and, and you can't get past it on your own. But I'm telling you, God can set you free. He can hold you and, 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 and help you find the peace that you need so that you can work with what you have inside you. It might not ever be fixed the way we would like to because to fix it would mean we'd need to rewind the clock and not let you see what you've seen, not let you do what you've done. That's not, that's not possible. But what is possible is to allow the blood of Christ to flow over that and help those wounds heal to where you can use them to help someone else. 
I don't know a single military veteran out there that I've ever met with, with PTSD who doesn't want to help his brother, who won't jump at the moment that there's a problem with one of their brothers. I, I watch them on social media. The minute somebody says, hey, I'm struggling, there's 15 guys that are throwing them messages going, hey, I'm here for you, brother. I got your six. I got your six. You know, call me. Message me. They're a, they're a brotherhood. They're a bond. There's something that, that, that for us who haven't endured that, there's things we don't even understand. It happens in our firefighters, in our EMS. It, it happens in our law enforcement. It, it happens in it's a community that comes together. It's a bond. It's a brotherhood. You know, we may not get it completely, but they have allowed me to speak into that. And we can speak into that with healing. Check out RebootRecovery.com. Look at the resources that are available to you for, for stress and trauma healing. Beautiful place. I'm gonna I'm gonna try to get <laughs> try to get through this. I'm I'm dragging out here. Um, I, I saw something interesting. Uh, a, a good pastor friend of mine, Pastor Tommy Mosher. Um, I, I met Tommy years ago. Uh, he was he was hauling parts for us. Uh, but Tommy's always pastored. He he is he's gone and filled in in churches. He's gone and spoke uh, on visitation things. He's covered churches who were in in lieu of another pastor coming in and. And he's pastored through his whole life, and a beautiful, beautiful man. I love this guy to death. He posted something. He shared it, uh, just a comment. And it says, if you want to see people saved in your revival, then you must get lost people to the service. That's a good statement. I mean, we need to invite people to come to church with us. We need to invite people to, to, to find themselves surrounded by others who are, are pursuing Christ, to give them opportunity to find the light. But I said in a response to what he had what he had posted, it wasn't his writing. He had shared this. I said maybe we ought to take the service to the lost. See, I believe it's time that we get out of this. And the reason I say this is this: Ruthie Isaiah chapter twenty four, and and the subtitle for Isaiah chapter twenty four in the Bible is destruction of the earth. But 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 listen closely to this as I read it, and see if it doesn't ring solid with where our world is today. Isaiah chapter 24, starting with verse 1, it says, Look, the Lord is about to destroy the earth and make it a vast wasteland. He devastates the surface of the earth and scatters the people. Priests and lay people, servants and masters, maids and mistresses, buyers and sellers, lenders and borrowers, bankers and debtors, none will be spared. Verse 3 says, The earth will be completely emptied and looted. The Lord has spoken. The earth mourns and dries up. And the crops waste away and wither. Even the greatest people on earth waste away. The earth suffers for the sins of its people. For they have twisted God's instructions, violated his laws, and broken his everlasting covenant. Therefore, I love that word, therefore, because of this is what that means. A curse consumes the earth. Its people must pay the price for their sin. They are destroyed by fire and only a few are left alive. Verse 7 says, the grapevines the grape waste away, and there is no new wine. All the merrymakers sigh and mourn. The cheerful sound of tambourines are stilled. The happy cries of celebration are heard no more. The melodious chords of the harp are silent. Gone are the joys of wine and song. Alcoholic drink turns bitter in the mouth. Verse 10 is, is, a, is such a mouthful here. The city writhes in chaos. Every home is locked to keep out intruders. 
Well, that's a that's worthy of a reread. The city writhes in chaos. Every home is locked to keep out intruders. Verse 11 goes on with mobs gather in the streets, crying out for wine. Joy is turned to gloom. Gladness has been banished from the land. The city is left in ruins, its gates battered down. Throughout the earth, the story is the same. Only a remnant is left, like the stray olives left on the tree and a few grapes left on the vine after harvest. I almost stopped right there because I'd really love to to catch that. Only a remnant is left. Listen, I believe in the last day revival, this this revival that Pastor Tommy's talking about, it's not going to come out of the church. It's not going to come out of these mega ministries. It's not coming from from anything like that. And I'm, and I'm not I'm not knocking anybody. I'm just saying that I believe this this fire, this 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 latter rain, this end time event that's coming where where the gospel of Jesus Christ is going to rise up strong. It's going to come through this remnant. It's going to come from a people who are hungry. It's going to come from a people who are ready and willing and wanting to see a move of God like we've never seen it in our generations. That's, I believe, what he's talking about, only this remnant being left. Verse 14 goes on to say, But all who are left shout and sing for joy. Those in the west praise the Lord's majesty. In eastern lands give glory to the Lord. In the lands beyond the sea praise the name of the Lord, the God of Israel. We hear songs of praise from the ends of the earth, songs to give glory of the, to the righteous one. But my heart is heavy with grief. Weep for me, for I wither away. Deceit still prevails, and treachery is everywhere. Verse 17 says, Terror and traps and snares will be your lot. You people of the earth, those who flee in terror will fall into a trap. Those who escape the trap will be caught in a snare. Destruction falls like rain from the heavens, and foundations of the earth will shake. Verse 19 says, The earth is broken up. It has utterly collapsed. It is violently shaken. The earth staggers like a drunk. It trembles like a tent in a storm. It falls and will not rise again, for the guilt of its rebellion is very heavy. In that day, the Lord will punish the gods in the heavens and the proud rulers of the nations of the earth. They will be rounded up and put in prison. (laughs) Sounds like the future coming. They will be shut up in prison and will finally be punished. Then the glory of the moon will wane and the brightness of the sun will fade. For the Lord of the heaven's armies will rule on Mount Zion. He will rule in great glory in Jerusalem in the sight of all the leaders of its people. That's a powerful piece of scripture. That's prophetic. Isaiah, the entire book of Isaiah is a prophetic book. Isaiah was a prophet of God, and as he wrote these things, it, it's as if he was writing to that day, but it's as if he was writing to tomorrow's war. He was writing ahead of his time. Look at what this says. Man, study this out. I encourage you, go, to, go and reread Isaiah 24. Read it in other versions. This was the New Living Translation because I liked the wordage. I wanted it to come across just like it did. There's other versions. The CSB brings this to, to some solid things, speaking it in a different language. Bring this out. Read it. Study it. And understand we're living in these days. This is it. There's only a remnant remaining. I've heard I've heard stories. Good Lord, I'm running out of time. I've heard stories about the, the church in Afghanistan. The things that are happening in Afghanistan are just horrendous. We know that. We, we understand that. 
Um, and it's affecting so many, especially our veterans who have been there. But think about this. The, the church of Afghanistan, I, I've heard stories that, that, that them Taliban are, are going around, they're checking people's cell phones, any of their electronics, and if they even see the Bible app, they're hanging people right there on the street just because of the Bible app on their phones. They're going after, I mean, it's it's evil chasing dark or light. It's darkness chasing light, and it doesn't work. Because what I also hear is the church of Afghanistan is growing leaps and bounds. God's people are growing. The, 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 the breath of God is being blown through that country, and revival's going on from the remnant that was left. It's coming. I'm gonna I'm gonna try to <laughs> I'm gonna try to close with this. God really put this on my spirit this morning, and I do believe it's prophetic. I don't call myself a prophet. Um, I'll work in any office He gives me, and I have worked in most all of them. I probably have worked in all of them, but I do believe this is a prophetic word, and I want you to listen closely to it. I hear the wind blowing. I feel the spirit stirring. Prepare for this latter rain. The former rain is past. The latter rain is coming. Can you smell it? Can you feel it? That breeze of freshness right before it starts. I do believe that we are on the precipice of that latter rain, of an, of an uprising of the Spirit of God in this country, of, of an uprising of the, the, the man and woman of God who takes their place. And, and it, I'm not talking about pastorate. I'm not talking about major leaders. I'm not talking about mega churches. I'm talking about people who are sold out to God, who are hungry, who are thirsty, who are who are tired of the same old, same old, and they are ready to fight. They have they have prepared for this battle. They are ready for this battle and saying, God send me. Put me in the game. Here am I, Lord, send me. I'm telling you, we are at this moment. We are at a time like we've never been before. I'm excited. I love this. I've heard about this my whole life, and now it's here, and I want to be a part of it. I want to be on that front line. Yes, I understand there's there's battle wounds. I understand there's problems. I understand I might be killed, but if I'm killed for what I believe in and I'm fighting for what I believe is truth, so be it. I'm ready for my future. I'm ready for tomorrow. I know where my eternity is. I fight for my eternity daily. We have to take what we understand about tomorrow war, and we've got to bring it back to the present, and we've got to put it into play today. I challenge you, get off your church pew. Get outside that box we call church and bring ministry into the streets, bring revival into the streets, bring the light to the lost so that they may be found. That's what he's called us to. He told us, go into all the world and preach the gospel, to make followers, to make disciples of everyone we encounter, every nation, every people. Don't be select. Tell them it's time. Tell them you've seen the future, and there's only a remnant that's going to win, and it's us. It's us who believe in him. Amen. God bless you guys. I pray you're on your way to church this morning. Get somewhere, let iron sharpen iron, get fueled up, get fired up, and then get back out here in this battle. Get back into the war, get back onto the front line, and share your faith with everyone that you encounter. Be bold in your witness. Shout it from the rooftops, is what the Bible says. It's our time. I love what Paul and, and 
I believe it was Paul, maybe it was Peter. I don't remember. It was in Acts. <laughs> I think it's somewhere around Acts chapter two ish, somewhere in there. But but uh, maybe it was Peter. He'd been arrested, and and they had been they had been, you know, I guess just cut up for what they believed, and were told don't do this anymore. And so they go back and report to the rest of the disciples, and then he said, they prayed him with all boldness, God, give us boldness that we might speak your truth. And it says that the place that they were, were gathered together and praying was shaken from the power of God. I want to be in that spot. I want the power of God to shake me. I want it to shake the ground that I stand on everywhere that I walk because I don't want it to be coming out of me. I want it to be him flowing through me. And I can tell you, what you're hearing this morning isn't me. It's him through me. I'm just a willing vessel. I'm saying, God, use me. Here I am, Lord. Send me. Put the cold in my lips. Purify my mouth and let your words flow out to these people. God bless you guys. Thank you so much for your support, your prayers. We love you. We feel those prayers. We need them. We are at war and the front lines are hot in this battle. And I'm telling you, Get on your knees before the Lord. Surrender your life to him. Don't hesitate any longer to get in this battle. He needs you. He loves you. He wants you. And we want you beside us, not behind us, not in front of us. We want you beside us as we form a line and we walk across this this war line together. Amen. God bless you. Ron and I love you. We thank you for your support. Check it out on www.livingloudoutdoors.com. You can find all our giving links. Support our ministry if you can. We certainly can use it right now, especially um, as this battle heats up. So uh, find us on the podcast. You'll see these podcasts out. Uh, There's more stuff on there. You get the extras. Follow us. Stay with us. Keep listening to the Word of God. Get involved in your local ministry. Get involved in what the God has for you. Get into this battle and begin to fight. Amen. We love you. God bless you guys. We will talk to you again real soon.